Hello everybody, it's Russ here from TMOF Wrestling. Just a quick intro and an apology of sorts really for the episode uh, that you're about to hear. Uh, this one is extremely delayed. We did record this one a number of weeks ago and it's my fault that it has taken so long to put the episode out there. Unfortunately, I have been dealing with some health issues. It's, you know, uh, understandably, uh, you know, this sort of stuff, you, <laughs> there needs to be a structure with these kind of things. And I, I really do apologize um, that it's taken so long to put this one out. And also YouTube's been a bit barren as well. We did have plans to put our Survivor Series predictions out and so forth as the show will be tomorrow. So I hope everybody enjoys that one. And before you do, we hope, or after, I suppose, if you've listen to this after Survivor Series, but we really hope you enjoy this one as well. We had a lot of fun recording this one. It's our retro review for WWE Survivor Series 2003. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Roller. This is a TMOF Wrestling podcast brought to you by TMOF Wrestling, if you'd believe that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> We're here today at your request for a retro review of WWE Survivor <coughs> Series. Bloody hell, could you have done that elsewhere? No. WWE Survivor Series 2003. Um, you voted this on Twitter, so this is what we are doing. So yes. around the mic tonight. Miash. Jay Zia. I'm Russ. Welcome everybody once again. If you are a returning listener, thank you very much. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy this one. We've got lots of fun facts and trivia and, of course, the review itself coming along on this one. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> Did you know we're going to be talking about some five series 2003? <laughs> they well, they probably do now. I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we kick things off then, it's been uh, a few weeks... No, I think we've all had our bouts of being unwell, haven't we? Still got it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still a bit unwell, yeah. I think we're we're all slowly on the mend, but we're we're getting there. Um, in terms of what's been going on in wrestling the past few weeks, of course, we did have Crown Jewel. Three men, three, li- three illnesses. Three men, three illnesses, yeah. If all I can get, get, get my words out. <laughs> that, that wasn't why I'm ill, by the way. <laughs> Ashley's infecting me with his speech. It's, <laughs> it's contagious. Crown Jewel, we, we've just had that. Did everybody see that one? No. I saw a little bit of it. Some bits of it. as soon as I saw Logan Paul, I didn't want to watch it. (laughs) I think, uh, honestly, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns was match of the night. I think I hate him more than Goldberg. (laughs) Is that possible? Yeah, I think he's took it. (laughs) Ashley, seen any bits of it? Uh, Just the Omos, uh, Strowman and... Yeah, that was good. uh, Probably the only good thing about it, really. Bray Wyatt's promo, (laughs) but that's about it. Yeah, I've yeah. bits and pieces of the main event, but not seen it all. Last Woman Standing was really good. Really enjoyed the main event, though. Um, considering it's Logan Paul's third match. Uh, really and last hopefully as well. <laughs> well he's, he's injured. He's, he is. Yeah, he did injure himself in that match, oh, actually. Well, hopefully we won't see him for a little while, then. I think on the Buckshot Lariat. I think it was a torn ACL. ACL, MCL. And oh, yeah, it was a couple. Something. He'll be up for a few months, then. I uh, might watch WWE in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like the guy or not, they can't, absolutely cannot deny... 
The guy has got some talent there. <coughs> I'll be interested to see what he does in the meantime. Sure, you're right there, Ash. Well, yeah, you, you can't deny he's bringing in the money, I suppose. But well, and that, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, isn't it? So absolutely. Speaking of the money, the young bucks and Kenny Omega seem to be coming back. Um, so this whole thing is started to move forwards over in AEW. Uh, Colt Cabana had a first match on TV for the first time in a long time, didn't he? Yeah, but apparently that's going to be his only match. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> the reason, did you know he's only going to have one match on the TV reason, and AEW? The only reason why they did that, apparently, was to say that Punk's not coming back. Well, I'm, it's, I'm, not, it's not officially done, though. So, Well, like I said before, when I said that it was a mistake to bring him in in the first place, now, looking at the future, you can tell I was right. It's a tricky one for Did AEW. you know that? <laughs> I mean, technically, if Punk really is going to be gone, and, and it, all sorts of signs do seem to point towards that being the case, um, it is, you know, from a money standpoint, that kind of is a bit of a blow for AEW. You, you know, regardless of where you, which side of the fence you sit on, he was their biggest star. But yeah. when Punk burns out, by God, does he burn out? He burned out quick this time, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he weren't even in it long. Well, it's, it's a weird just, situation. Just over a year, I'd say. Well, it was a year, wasn't it? Yeah, well, not that. From from point where he had his first match yeah. at AEW, anyway. It was a year to the event, at least, anyway. Yeah. But we're going to go far back in time. Far back in... That's yes, weird. we are. Weird to say, this one, 2003. Still, I mean, <laughs> it's nearly 20 years ago. Hmm. And that's weird saying that, isn't it, about 2003? Especially when some people on that card are still wrestling today. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think a bit of random trivia for you. It actually says it on the show. I think they said it was either the 17th or 18th Survivor Series. 17th? 17th. 17th yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Survivor Series 2003 was the 17th annual Survivor Series. Uh, it was held from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Featured both Raw and SmackDown matches. Obviously, this is at the time the brand split is still fairly new. About a year in. Buy rate for the show. Anyone know what that one was? Uh, 450,000, I think. It was, actually, yeah. <laughs> 450,000, which, uh, at the time, almost trumped the highest of all time. So the highest uh, buy rate for Survivor Series was in 1998, and it did 478,000. So Ashley, any matches one... you know off 1998? Survivor Series? <laughs> yeah. That was the, um, the Blue Art Mankind for the, in the tournament, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Deadly Game. Oh, okay. Well, if you didn't know that, you do now. <laughs> if, I, if I'm right, this was the the highest Survivor Series in, until the network, this this one. Uh, yeah, it would have been. It's not often you're wrong with wrestling facts, Ash, so I think we should take your word for it. It was only about 28,000 off from the 98 one. So it, all things considered, it was a massive jump from the, the year previous in 2002, which I liked, all things considered I was a really good Survivor point. Series. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a good card. I did enjoy it. I, I hadn't seen it for years and years, so there was a lot I forgot about it, but... 13,487 in attendance for this one. Your commentary teams for the show on Raw, of course, you have Jim, Ross and The King, Jerry Lawler, and for SmackDown, Michael Cole and Taz. Um, just that alone is pretty much... Well, yeah, so the, the golden... I was going to yeah. say, that is, that's like the golden era of play-by-play, um, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, this is kind of... We're pretty much um, all the way into ruthless aggression now. Attitude is in the rearview mirror. You know, we're starting to see these new stars coming into it. Obviously, Batista, John Cena, Randy Orton, everybody's starting to get their foot in the door and become names. Um, Nathan so, Jones. Nathan <laughs> Jones, yeah. Matt Morgan. Yeah. Well, pretty much in and out of the door at the same night. But uh, yeah. yeah, Survivor Series 2003. I mean, 
We're glad, I'm certainly glad that this is the one that was voted on Twitter because this is uh, my favourite Survivor Series of all time. It's a, it's a take, really good take. It's a really good card. I wouldn't say if it was my favourite of all time. Ooh, what would you say your favourite is? I'd have to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's between this and 2002 for me. But it yeah, is really close. It yeah. is good. It is, it is a really good Survivor Series. And the matches, the, I don't think there's a bad match on the card. I mean, there's some disappointing, you know, more than others. Obviously, you're not going to have every single match a corker, are you? But... Um, but they all there's there's just a lot there's of, a lot of good matches on there. A lot of memorable stuff on this. Oh show. yeah, yeah. And I think a lot. that's the thing. Tagline for the show was a fall from grace, and that is of course alluding to one of the storylines into it. And we'll get to it when we get to the match. Actually, Man and Kane. What theme tune for the uh, pay per view? Well, yeah, this is the thing. You won't get this on the network, but the actual pay per view theme was "Build a Bridge" by Limp Biscuit on the mm. Results May Very album. Yeah, and it's a shame that when I put it on, um, when I watched it. It's just some random rock music. It's a bit <laughs> generic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it always is for these, though, isn't it? And when you open up, you get that. It's not quite the same without that music there, but... No. What will you be doing? What, what are you going to do to survive? I love that intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. are you willing to do to survive? And that's pretty much it, isn't it? Taker throws a bit of dirt on a camera in a grave, and we get a few, few bits and pieces, but... Yeah. We're into the show. Uh, before we kick off, obviously, on Sunday Night Heat, back when that was still a thing... How nostalgic is this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, now it's just the pre-show. And... <laughs> Sunday Night Heat, which, of course, was a pre-show, really, at the at this point it in time. Was. Before a pre-show was a pre-show. Um, the match on there was for the Cruiserweight Championship to Jerry and Jamie Noble. Um, there's some interesting facts about this one. Anyone know what they would be? Absolutely not. Well, Cruiserweight title. Well, it t- is, yeah. Jerry is Japanese and Jamie Noble is a redneck. <laughs> so, yeah, certainly some, <laughs> some interesting facts for you. The match actually was initially built for the show itself. Um, so the storyline was in play on this one, obviously with the poison mist and everything surrounding Jamie Noble and Nydia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got bumped to the pre-show. Does anyone know why? Would it be time? Um, time would have probably been the thing I'd have said as well. Time, yes, but it was because they added something to Survivor Series. Mm. It was a segment, if that helps. A segment? Oh, with the Mark Eben. Mark Eben. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there is a, a point in the night, and we'll cover that more when we get to that point. Um, we just need to probably make sure that we're going through Ash. I think you probably should get them, the matches up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was bumped to the pre-show. Or, well, sorry, bumped to Sunday Night Heat to allow for the segment between Mark Cuban, Jonathan Coachman, and Eric Bischoff, and obviously then Randy Orton. Yeah. But, yeah. The, the first match was one of the... Uh... Survivor Series matches, actually. It was, yeah, um, we kicked things off with a traditional Survivor Series match, Jay. Yeah. It was um, Team Angle and Team... Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Team Angle consisted of, obviously, Kurt Angle himself, uh, Chris Benoit, John Cena, Hardcore Holly and Bradshaw, who yes. was sporting the JBL look. Yeah, he was, yeah. During the transition yeah, yeah. between that and to then... Who it was going to be Farouk with... With him, but he got a storyline injured. Yes. And then replaced him with Harker Holly, who just returned from his name. And um, Team Lesnar consisted of, obviously, Brock Lesnar, Nathan Jones, <laughs> Matt Morgan, which I never really knew much about in the first place. Didn't really cut his teeth so much in WWE. No, this, this was about his... It was like this character for like six months and he went away for a bit. Yeah, he wasn't there very long. Of uh, course. Mark Henry? No. Uh, not for that one, no. A-Train. And Big Show. I only watched it last night. No, what does that tell you? <laughs> Getting old. A training Big Show. That's it. I was going to say Big Show in Mark Henry, but it's uh, A training. Was billed as the biggest uh, team in Survivor Series history, which I think is. I it think is. that. I think that is. Yeah, I think that still stands. I mean, they're all still is going to yeah. be the case. I think. Yeah, they're obviously all very big, meaty men. 
Yeah. Um, Cena actually kicks it off with a little rap because this is, um, you know, Chain Gang Soldier Prime, Chain Gang Soldier just, era. Just turn face. Just turned face. There was an interesting fact about this, though. So something was cut from the SmackDown before leading into this. So, of course, as was the way, um, before we kind of got into where Survivor Series just became SmackDown versus Raw, we do get two traditional Survivor Series matches uh, at this pay-per-view. This is before the women, of course, have their revolution. So they are both men's ones. But one (coughs) is a SmackDown one, one is a Raw one. This being the SmackDown one, everybody had individual stories, so forth, going into it. Um, Cena's sort of angle going into this Ash what was happening there and what happened with Smackdown well from what I remember because I did watch O3 on the network not too long ago it was um, they just no mercy they just done no mercy were cutting over John Cena and they wanted and Tim Lesnar wanted Cena in the team but he kept rejecting them and they basically beat him up and then Kurt Angle and Benoit helped Cena basically that's him being a face there is more to it so something was cut from Smackdown the Smackdown before ah uh, yes Survivor Series now this, this is um, what, what was what was it it was Cena and Benoit against I think Big Show and Lesnar I think it match. was yeah it's it was a tag match it's definitely a tag match between with them and I can't I think team face won but the, the, the night was going to end with John Cena giving Benoit the FU, as it was called back in the day. Ooh, blast from the past, eh? That is a blast and from the And the idea was to not know what side Cena was on. Well, no, actually. that's I don't know if that's necessarily true, because the idea apparently was that Michael Hayes had put forth that idea, and it was meant to be more to show that Cena was like a standalone, don't-trust-anybody character. Hmm. But it confused the audience, because like you said, he had recently, and literally just turned face. So to have him do something... That come across quite heelish. And the FU, for those who are listening, if, if you're listening and you're not sure about the term the FU, the FU is the attitude adjustment. But it it was it first debuted as the FU. Um, as you one, can probably imagine why. FU. Yeah, the <laughs> FU. But it was meant to be a take on the F5 yeah, due that, to the uh, rivalry that he was having with Lesnar at one point. But it did get later changed, obviously, during the PG era where they figured that the attitude adjustment obviously came across better. That yeah, was the story yeah. behind that one. But yeah, they, they cut that segment that particular part of it from SmackDown because yeah, of how confusing it was. But I think there's a part of uh, where you see Benoit on the floor on the in the mat. Yeah. But you don't really get to know why. So it's it, you can sort of see trace of it there, but again, this is back when SmackDown was taped, um, so they were able to go back and do reshoots or cut things from it if they needed to. Um, but yeah, Cena is out first, cuts his rap, doesn't he? Which Jay's going to recite it all now. Uh, Jay, I wish, honestly, I, wish I, I couldn't even remember Team Lesnar. Well, I'm a giant whistle. <laughs> So go, go ahead, ahead and blow, blow me. <laughs> That's the only bit I can remember. Well, what the one trading my two my tag team partners for a one, one night, night stand was so terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, I, I missed that scene. Any of those mentioned like the ambulance or the ambulance? Ambulance. Ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of That's twist the, the words, haven't you? It's, it's, a, it's a very American saying, though. <laughs> that was um, Shane and Kenny to make more room in that ambulance. <laughs> It was a good way of, of sort of hyping people up for the other for the rest of the, the yeah. card as well, which yeah. is, is subtle, but um, it really worked well with Cena, I think, in that one. Um, there is some trivia for this one as well. So you mentioned Nathan Jones. I always liked Nathan Jones. I don't know why you got so much hate. He was, he was only there for like... Because <laughs> he was there for Mania, but then they found out how bad he was, so they took him off for Mania, but he still got involved. Is that when he uh, kicked Big Show in the face? Yeah. Yes. It was going to be him and Taker versus A-Train and 
big show, but they took out... Which would have been Taker's only... Well, technically, it was still Taker's only non-singles match in WrestleMania history. Yeah. yeah. Um, which surprised me that they never went for like a triple threat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Especially near the end of his um, streak. Yeah. But then again, if he didn't get pinned, I don't think it would have counted. Would it? Do, yeah, you know that, why they take, more... do you know why they took him from Mania? Because he was not good. They <laughs> <laughs> figured out he wasn't that, he yeah, wasn't that good. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I liked him. He was a big guy. He didn't do much. But he's a, an ex-con. An Aussie. Now, I'm surprised they didn't cast him in the longest yard. Yeah. If that was the case. Well, he, he did go on to do films. He, he did um, Mad Max. Yes. He did yeah. go on to do films. He did one with Tony Jarre as well. War- was, Warrior King. Uh, is that one of the young backs? No, Warrior King. Uh, he okay. also did Troy, I think, with Brad Pitt. Yeah, he was, yes. Yes, he did, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you were honest then, he had a better... Film career than he did wrestling career. Yeah. <laughs> well, he certainly did. This was his only WWE pay-per-view match. It was his first one and his last one. Yeah, because he, he left the company like two weeks later. Yeah, he wasn't there for much longer. Uh, Matt Morgan also has a, an interesting stat for this one. This was his first WWE pay-per-view match. Yeah. I still, don't know, I still don't know a lot about the guy, really. There's nothing really to him. He, Where did he come from? Where did he enough. go? He was tough enough, I think. <laughs> well, where he went to was TNA eventually. Yeah, because Jim Cornette loved him. And he became the blueprint, which he definitely had oh, yeah, more of a name didn't there. He? Yeah. I forgot about that. No, I don't know what he's doing nowadays. The match itself, um, pretty fast paced at the beginning. We get some very quick eliminations, don't we? Oh, so yes. Hardcore Holly is the first one gone. I was going to say Hardcore Holly because obviously that built up from when he had that broken neck injury, when he had that match with Lesnar. So, th- so he's just come back from. He's just come back there. from a broken neck injury, yeah. And what was the story behind that initially? Well, wasn't it that he had a match with Lesnar and um, Lesnar broke his neck? <laughs> well, it was a power bomb attempt, and it didn't go too smooth, and he landed on his neck. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think, be- like backstage, I don't think there was any like real resentment. Was so I think I it was think just. So. Uh, but this is the only time you get to see Hardcore Holly in like a main event feud, <laughs> and was- and he really did beat the shit out of Lesnar as well. <laughs> There was some um, speculation around it, wasn't there? Because obviously Lesnar was still uh, a rookie at this point in time, especially yeah. when they had their match. And yeah. uh, the match itself on SmackDown, that one that happened there, was that the the rumour going around for a while was that Hardcore Holly was sandbagging him. So when he picks him up for the power bomb, he's, he's struggling to sort of get him all the way up. So Lesnar just dumps him down onto his neck and that's effectively what breaks his neck. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I always thought that, that was the case. Yeah. But I don't know if it was necessarily Hardcore Holly was doing it on purpose. Yeah. But I think that was the story that was going around for the longest time. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he... I think he had another match or two afterwards, or maybe I'm getting him mixed up with the broken arm. Mm, I think that's the arm. He'd struggle to wrestle on a broken neck. Okay. Kurt Angle won a world medal, didn't he, with a broken freaking neck? That's, another, that's something they mentioned um, before the match starts, about how three members of Team Angle got broken necks. Well, a- Angle is actually working through a neck injury in this match. So this is around that same sort of time period of yeah, he's, he's really hurt. Yeah, because yeah. he's just come back from like a three month surgery yeah. of the mania. And then so yeah, dark times for Angle. Still, still, you know, not in the best place, Angle for this one. But yeah, Holly is eliminated before the the match actually officially begins. So do you think that was fair? Uh, well, no, in, well, in, in case the, the, the bell didn't ring, did it? So. Well, they they eliminate him because he pushes an official. So because he throws a referee off for him when he's he's thrown Lesnar into the steps and he's hammering him, and then a referee's trying to get him off of him and he pushes the referee down, doesn't he? So they based on that they call it as a you know he's put his hands on an official, so therefore he's disqualified. He yeah. 
So the match begins as a four on five. So team angle already on the um, the defensive, I suppose. Then as it as it were, um, they're one man short. But it it does quickly even out. So A train gets eliminated pretty quick. Yeah, like close line from hell. After like 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. 27 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And then JBL was not long after that from Big Show. Yeah, yeah. Like, like 10 uh, seconds later. Choke slam, yeah. It's like, A-Train has been eliminated. <laughs> right, has been eliminated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from that point, though, there, you know, we're back to sort of, a, again, sort of a handicap situ- uh, stipulation. We're on to a, uh, uh, what are we at this point? 4-3. Four, 4-3. Four on three. And um, now the match is sort of building a bit more sort of steam between everybody. Benoit's getting stuff in there. Angle's getting his stuff in there. Uh, one of the things I found really interesting about this is that Team Angle win the thing, it should go with saying, but Team Angle isn't there at the end. Uh, sorry, yeah. Kurt Angle isn't there for the end. He's eliminated before his team wins. It's, yeah. bro, it's, it's, diff- it's very different. It's, like, it's kind of like, you know how Elimination Chamber Day now sometimes it's like, oh, the champion will be like the last person eliminated or yeah. be at the end. Yeah. Sometimes Cena, Cena picks up the victory, doesn't he, for Team Angle? Very good thing for Cena, and again, I suppose that further yeah. solidifies this push. Yeah. And big of um, Benoit to get the submission on Lesnar. Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would yeah. which would lead to a, a mini feud up to the Rumble. Mm. So that's one of the key moments from the matches: a Lesnar tapping out to Chris Benoit, and um, the first ever time you, we saw Big Show get picked up by John Cena before. Yes, yes. First ever big FU. Yeah, yeah. Which. Definitely does get a pop from the crowd. And one thing I will say, and I don't know whether or not this is more of an audio issue or if it was a true reflection of the the crowd there that night, but um, it does seem a bit quiet at some points through the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember it, really. I don't know. And again, I don't know how well maybe that transitions on WWE Network because when I'd first seen this, it was DVD days, you know? Yeah, yeah. You had the DVD, and on the spine, it was, you know, if you collected all of the 2003 pay-per-views, it spelled out 2003. You'd get the little box for it, couldn't you, Ash? you get the little box to put them all in. Uh, Ash actually never got the box, or did he get the box and never no, got the never, He went to buy all the DVDs, and he, ex- he accidentally bought the box. But he never got the box and never came, so... <laughs> yeah, and he never chased it up. Somewhere out there, someone's got your box. Typical Ashley. <laughs> um, but it's it's a relatively quick match. It's a, it's a decent, fast-paced opener to the show. 13 minutes, 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, it does tell a lot of more sort of stories in there, but the biggest thing again coming out of that really was Cena's um, push. Yeah, 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 he's not the sole survivor. It is both him and Benoit at the yeah. end. Yeah, um, but you know, to to get a, a victory and to be you know the last person to pin somebody well, in the match, yeah, you, stands you beat both the WWE and United States champion in succession, which was really good. Yeah, and another quick fact about uh, this match as well: <coughs> Brock, Brock Lesnar, uh, of course, got went into this match as WWE champion. He was the first person. Uh, in history, to enter Survivor Series back to back as WWE champion. Oh, okay. Yeah, and not back to back. To that point, yeah, because he went in. Obviously, obviously, he loses to Big Show in two thousand and two, which was his first ever loss. Yeah, um, and of course, then he, he, although the title was not on the line, of course, for two thousand and three, but he is the WWE champion going into the pay per view. So, yeah. until that point, he was the first one to yeah. to do that. Okay. But yeah, what to, I mean, if we're going to do ratings-wise for it, then of course, uh, for those that are going to be new to any sort of reviews we do, we have a little bit of difference of opinion on how we rate matches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we certainly do. Um, we're certainly not on the melter scale. I use trophies, so I if, if so not every match is going to get a trophy, but it goes between bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Ash does do a five-star rating because. He has a but, shrine at home to Dave Meltzer. But, and what he does when he goes home is he looks at it and he starts cracking one off. 
<laughs> I, I don't get it personally, but I mean, Ash does really love to rub that thing to Dave. But Ross does have uh, some sort of in-between trophies as well. Oh, I used to, but it got a, it got a bit difficult <laughs> trying to keep on top, and some of them sound a bit weird. Oh, so he's, you've, you've cut that then? I've cut now, so it's just a case that not every match will just necessarily get a trophy. Oh, I miss the old Gilver days. I miss the old Gilver. <laughs> what are you going to go for for a rating miss, system, Jake? It's golden. I'm going to. I'm going to. This go... is the first review for you in in a while, I think. In a while, yeah. The last one, I think, was the other retro review. Probably was, yeah. What do you reckon? You could do something completely different to stars and trophies. Jeez. 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 Yeah, you know, like cheese. Uh, <laughs> Cheat! Oh, that one's, that, one's match, yes. that one's a cheddar. That one is the next one's a double Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do cheese. So the, so the best cheese is goat. So we give goat cheese to the best match. Yeah. Um, I'm, che- I'm, not, I'm not doing cheese. <laughs> blue, blue cheese could be cold match. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna, just going to do one out of five. I think this is a red Leicester for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one out of five. All right. What oh no no I'm not going to do the match one out of five I'm just going to do out of five yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. So, stars it's so, easy. easy I mean for this match I'm probably going to do three out of five it was mm. it wasn't the best it wasn't bad it was okay good opener good Pacina like you say just good match all round average three out of five does the job does the job that's what it says on the tin yeah I'll go three and a half I'll go four <laughs> <laughs> nah. no I'll go five no I'll go six <laughs> It's an enjoyable opener for me, so it gets a bronze. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It gets a bronze. I was going to say, do you want to see what Malta said? At the no, let's not. Oh, no, good idea. No, not after. I've just outed you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then after that match, we have a birthday segment with Vince McMahon walking to Shane McMahon's locker room. Yes. Oh, yeah. What was all that about? Because I never didn't, didn't really because, understand that. Well, because um, Vince has got a match with Untaker and Shane's got Kane. It's like... It's basically Vince going, hey, we got match against the Brothers of Destruction. Mm-hmm. And I've got a higher power, which is weird because I was a higher power about four years ago. <laughs> and I'm wondering, Shane, have you got one? Then Shane's like, nah, I don't feel sorry for you. I hope you die. Basically. basically yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. And then Vince is like dejected, walks away and then bumps into Austin. I was surprised then, you knew what dejected meant. <laughs> yeah, that was so, good for you. Yeah. Don't, don't ruin this, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I am very impressed. That's basically what... I'll give that a bronze. Yeah. And I'm going to give that a fucking gold. <laughs> so Vince bumps into Austin, and then they both laugh at each other. As if to say, well, you're going to die, but no, your career's going to die. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. So the yeah. story's going into each one then, because obviously... Shane and Kane are, are having a, a rivalry over... Kane's obviously very recently been unmasked. Yes. So this is very new. Yeah, yeah. Very early on into the unmasking of Kane, where he kind of goes psycho. And he's been targeting uh, Linda McMahon and Shane, obviously, defending his mother. That's essentially the story there. Taker and Vince is really... You know, Vince has been doing some deplorable things, saying certainly oh. some awful things. We'll, we can't, we'll get to that. We'll, we get, can, to that. we'll get to it, but we, we can't say the exact thing, but we'll get to it. No. <laughs> Um, and of course, you know, Taker's looking at, to put an end to the tyranny of Vince McMahon by burying him alive later on in the night. And then, yes, as you're saying, so Stone Cold, obviously, he's going to have uh, not involved in the match, of course, because he's um, he's co-GM with Eric Bischoff at this point on Raw, and they've both assembled their teams. So Team Austin versus Team Bischoff happens on this show. If Austin's team wins, he gets to remain co-GM, but can also touch anybody at any point. Yeah. 
and can beat anyone because at the moment, at this point in time, he's not allowed to lay hands on someone unless they touch him first. Yeah, that was the little stipulation That's is it. that Austin, yeah, Austin can't, unless he's provoked, provoked. first, Austin Physically can't. provoked. Yeah, Austin can't touch anyone. But of course, if Bischoff was to win, then Austin's career is completely over. Yes. So his career's on the line. And that laughing thing just holds more weight over time, like you said, because Austin starts laughing first. And he does that traditional laugh where it's like, <laughs> then he's just dead faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I That's what I, I love about that. Austin. I wish I could do that myself. <laughs> but it's a cool, cool backstage segment. It tied in like a lot of different things to one. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, hundred percent. So what's the second match? Yeah, I can't even remember that either. I didn't watch that. Uh, Molly Holly versus <laughs> Lita for the women's title. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Molly Holly's champion. Yeah. Again, it was just you know. It is what it is, isn't it? I mean, Lita and Molly, you can't take anything away from them. For the time, and even now, Lita, I mean, they're, they're good wrestlers, you know. I think they're two um, of the best ever. Yeah. Actually. Molly Rolly's but, severely underrated. Oh, she underrated. is, she is, definitely, yeah. Um, but it was just, you know. If, if you're a man of the times, and you know what women's matches were like back then, you'll understand where I'm coming from. It wasn't bad by any means. I've seen a hell of a lot worse, trust me on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a t- it's a length of time they would get back then as well. You know, they're two very capable wrestlers. Yeah, they never, the really, they never really got the time. That's the thing, yeah. And this is, Lita's just come back from neck, another person come back from neck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the many neck surgeries and, and issues that she had in yeah. her career. But she's coming back and the story is obviously she's looking to capture the Women's Championship. There was another very sad story going into this one. It was yeah. quite subtle in there, but... Ten days before this event, Crash Holly um, had committed suicide. Mm. Molly Holly can be seen in the match wearing a black wristband with the initial CH on there. Yeah. It's just a nice little nod to Crash. Yeah. And that was really sad. It is. Because um, it hadn't long just been let go by WWE. I know. It wasn't very long, no. But he was obviously battling um, demons that, that led to, to that. And it was you know just really sad, it's sad when, when this sort of stuff and happens to anybody. And it's just... But never one of those wrestlers, they, they, I don't think they've ever mentioned since... No. Yeah, and that's Very a shame strange. as well, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really get much much in the way of any kind of um, mention or acknowledgement now on WWE television, yeah. does he? But well, Molly Holly does pick up the win. Yeah, um, she through, the title. Through um, shady methods, should we say. Mm, shit towels are Yeah. Yeah. So Lita does go through a moonsault, but misses. Then the Molly go around. Molly go around, but she kicks out, and then she um, <coughs> takes off the middle turnbuckle, smashes Lita's face into it. And That's picks it. up the victory for the one, two, three. Yeah. It's usually when you do a turnbuckle, you give it like a few minutes to breathe, so people forget it's there. But she literally went straight away. Yeah, she like... went banging straight in there. <laughs> yeah. Any was there any of the key moments? Would you say in this match? Because for um, me, not really so much. That was probably. It was basically. Uh, yeah, literally for me, it's just the moon salt that missed and the uh, the finish really. Yeah. But the thing is, and the molly go round. There was some good wrestling, but it's good just, technical wrestling in there. Don't get me wrong. Just, but... um, Joe Lawler being Joe Lawler back in the... Yeah, talking, you know, we all know what he's the, com- the commentary, yeah, <laughs> so there's stuff on there. And again, like, I'm not... You, it, it's, it's a weird stance, really, because, again, like, we, we were younger then as well, and, yeah. and the world has changed since then, and it's not about being woke and being all this other whatever, right? But it's just... It's weird now being where we are at this point in time, you know, then going back and listening to some of the stuff there. Because, like, Jerry Lawler, for example, one of the, the things he says on commentary is... Um, about some of the story leading into the matches on Molly Holly being jealous of Lita because Lita's hot. And it's like, wow, that sounds weird now. Like, you'd never hear that on commentary now. Like, oh, you know, Becky and Charlotte, this is going to be one hell of a match. And, you know, Charlotte's clearly very jealous of Becky because Becky's hot. Yeah, and... um, It's just, you you just wouldn't hear it. Lawler does mention puppies and mouth and... 
he does talk about remember when Lita had the phone sticking out yeah oh because she's not like that anymore yeah and because I think Molly Ollie was wearing lipstick and Jerry Lawler comments on that saying oh I love her mouth or her lips or something and he goes oh and um, JR was like I don't think JR liked Molly Ollie yeah yeah and then um King was like, oh, I love, I love, uh, I love mouth puppies, everything. You know me, and you know as he does. <laughs> that's but, yeah, the thing; it's, it's part of his thing, though, wasn't yeah. it? Like that was that's King's sort of. <coughs> it's it's what made up the character of Jerry the King Lawler. You know, puppies and everything else, and it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's there. You, you've got to take it for what it is, but it does. The fact that we probably spent fifty percent of talking about the actual match, and fifty percent of it is talking about Jerry King Lawler's commentary of it, probably says. Yeah, yeah, it speaks volumes, doesn't it? I'm going to give it a 1.5 out of five. I'll go for that. I'll go for that. It's a, there's no trophy for me just because there's nothing stand out in the match. But it's better than most it's, of the women's matches it, at well, that time. At the time, yeah. if it's no trophy, it should be paper. <laughs> just paper. <laughs> it should just rock paper scissors. The thing is, though, as well. I mean, not that you can judge it this way at all, really. But um, if you look at the previous Survivor Series, in my opinion, one of the best women's matches <coughs> ever. And certainly for that period was the Survivor Series, you know, before 2002 between Victoria and Tristratus in that Chicago street fight. That was a really good match. And it was a good match. That was really good. And that for me, you know, it's that, you know, fast forward a year and it's like, uh, we kind of went backwards instead of, you know, it's not, it's not, you can't, you can't. I wouldn't say rate the match on, you've got to rate it on its own merit, of course, but. Yeah, but um, that, that was a really good match. Though, that's exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it proves that they could have done it yeah. with the talent they had at the time. But like we said, not enough time really given. Not really any story given other than yeah, know, it's, yeah, just, just come back and she's challenging. Yeah, nothing really. Molly Holly's jealous because she's hot, and that was yeah. it, really. Um, can I just say that on the next night, um, they, they did a segment where Matt Hardy comes back to Raw, gets back with Lita, and then costs her a tag match with, I think it was Molly and Eric Bischoff. Ah. And then Matt Hardy's like, oh, I'm leaving Lita. So for about. Five minutes. Lita gets uh, fired by Eric Bischoff. <laughs> oh, for five minutes. Okay, cool. What was the next one? Was it the WWE Tag Team Championship? No, it's the ambulance match. Oh, the ambulance match. I don't think was, there a seg- was there a segment before? I this? don't think there is because I don't remember a segment before it. <clears throat> I don't remember one. Where's Lesnar and Goldberg's? That's after. I think it's after the tag titles. That's after the tag okay. titles. Yeah. Okay. So we just go straight into the ambulance match here. Yeah. Then. Can I just say that um, any time a promo package has Ophel Chawner. Then you know it's going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, they went really went for the old yeah. school classical music for the yeah, uh, you know the the big sort of orchestral scores for. Although the, it doesn't really packages. give it doesn't give you why. Well, well in an ambulance. I think the thing is it's it's the the way that it came about was uh, Kane Tombstone Linda McMahon, obviously Shane's mum, mm. and um, Kane because of that uh, Shane sorry because of that just wants to make Kane's life a misery. Um, and then, like for, for the few weeks before, they were back and forth attacking each other. Yeah, because this had the cane being put in a burning dumpster, cane being put through a um, put in a limo through a yes. Mm. I think it's it was the, it was the shutters, weren't it? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the like shutter that. doors were half down, and the, the limo went through. Yeah, you had the last man standing match at um, Unforgiven, which is a pretty good match. Mm. Really good. Yeah. Um, you then you had. It might be, I don't know when around this was, but... Um, I when, think this was like the end of that feud as well, so... But it was like had, the final but chapter. Also, but you also had um, the Sherman Man being handcuffed at the green post and the jump cables <laughs> on the bollocks. You actually see that in the package as well, the video yeah. package, yeah. You see his package get roasted. 
But can I tell you when around that time it happened? So this was where arguably Kane was probably his most dangerous. You know, um, when he first debuts in WWF as Kane, obviously at the Hell in a Cell in '97. Um, mm. you know, arguably, I'd say this is best Kane. It, uh, it's tricky because, because because you get him actually talking now. The um, the, the masks off. You get to see <laughs> the other side. He starts actually, you know. Doing proper stuff like I promos. Think, I think it starts off well. Like where we're at at this point as five series, it's it's at a good place because the thing is, once the mask is gone, you've lost like the allure and the mystery of the character. Especially but they replace the... it with the kind of just the sheer menace of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now he's not a burn victim. He's just had mental scars. Yeah, and even, no even though he's only got half a head of air. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that's what a house fire does, really. Oh yeah, and we must remember he did burn Jr. Yes, I was just about to bring the JR thing up <laughs> where he, he sets him on fire. Cause, yeah. Yeah, it's not long. He loses the match, doesn't he, where Bischoff had made that stipulation if he if he doesn't win, he takes the mask off and he does and he destroys RVD, sets JR on fire, loses half his air, and that's it. And he, and he t- um, chokes on Bischoff off the stage. Yes. One of my favourite moments of that time. So we're dealing with a really kind of new version of Kane here. Shane McMahon at this point is pretty well known for doing his kind of death-defying... Yeah, um, stunts in his matches and things. It was a good match. It, I do really enjoy this. It's an ambulance match. Going back to to what um, Ash said as well. I, I think my, well, you might just said that actually, Jay. But in terms of why it was an ambulance match, I think the idea behind it was to say that you know, like you have to basically hurt your opponent that much. They just need to be sent straight away to the local nearest medical facility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, th- I think so, it, I think it was more of a symbol to say, look, yes. you're in the ambulance. I'm gonna destroy you so you've got to go to mm. hospital and then that's the end of it can I, can I mention what they did the go home raw mm. it was they showed show a man in a restaurant and he's like oh I'm waiting for someone he had a, he had a meal with Kane <laughs> that's the go home segment <laughs> and basically it was just like oh you're going to go home in an ambulance and that's not what happens for right. us, but this is the first ever ambulance match in WWE they did in WCW in 2000 if w, yeah but for WWE, this is the first time they did it. The ambulance is an interesting thing. Just touch mm. on that quickly. When they do have the doors open in it, um, the back the back of it looked more like a hearse to me. <laughs> like it does, because yeah. it has those things. Yeah. Like, it doesn't I mean, look like, I mean, yeah. I've personally never been in the back of an ambulance. I don't know what... what I've, I've been in the back of an ambulance, and there's a lot of stuff in there, obviously. So but there's not, there's not, not, her, there's not hearse rails in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> but this just like it was just like wooden seating, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's actually two ambulances in that match. There is. Um, one of them looks like a normal ambulance, and then the other one looks yeah, one not the, like looks a normal like ambulance. A, like the... <laughs> the one that's actually in the car park, or sorry, the parking lot for our American friends, but the one that's there when they kind of go backstage, that one looks like the real one. I, I think, think it is a real have, one. Cause, yeah, that one. Because the way that they bring out the, the um, stretcher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, nice little segment in there as well, where uh, Shane reverses the SUV into the <laughs> well, before, in, into Kane. Before you do that, I think the and first... And then he goes flying through the window. We, we probably have to mention the very first thing that yeah, happens in the match. The first, the first segment yeah. where... Um, Kane needs an ambulance straight away. Yeah, because... <laughs> oh, oh, man, I almost to, forgot this. Right, so, can I, can I tell it? Can I tell it? Right, so... <laughs> I love it. I, I forgot about this section, but when I saw it last night, I was busting myself laughing. It's not funny, no. but... Well, you can laugh now. You can laugh now. 20 years on. So, Shane beeline straight for Kane. They both go over the top rope, but somehow, not quite sure how it, how it managed to go the way it did, but <laughs> Kane f- falls out the ring and lands straight on his head. 
It's, like a 2K glitch. Literally, yeah. it just goes straight on the top of his head. It could have been so much. It's because, it could have been. It's because, like, McMahon was pretty reckless, like, in, in throwing his body. I mean, don't yeah. you know. He obviously took it back, but he kind of, he, he does. He beelines for him, hits him with that crossbody. And I think what it is, is because when, like, uh, Kane's gone backwards over that top rope, like where he like on that top rope, it, it then just sort of propels Bam, him back up. him off, and so then he, he yeah. kind of instead of like doing a full rotation, he just sort of gets like sprung off of the he, apron. He sort of stops in midair and then just goes. You can see him afterwards, like checking, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's, yeah, what's the first thing Shane does? Bam, 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 bam. Catches in the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it could be. If you if if any of the listeners have, have not seen that match. Just go and actually watch that segment. Just watch the whole just, thing. You yeah, watch watch really, the whole thing. It's brilliant. But if you want a, a quick five-minute thing, go and watch that segment with at the start of that match where Kane lands on you. By the way, did you hear what JR said just before that? Um, Kane is like an inbred uh, pit bulldog. <laughs> yes, I did know <laughs> that. Actually, yes. What? And it, yeah. and it was probably the first that guy in the, the crowd has signs for like every match. And one of them was Mears Fears Kane. That guy has a few signs. There's a lot of key moments in this match. That is certainly there's a lot. It does start off like a generic Sherman Man match, though. It does, yeah, because they're brawling outside the ring. There's not really anything goes on inside the ring for this one. I think the next key moments probably do. It's the elbow off the top turnbuckle to the announce table. Oh, and when Shane hits the steel steps with the chair, but you can see Kane's head. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all after, obviously, that initial Kane goes to the outside of the ring, nearly dies. Um, Lands straight on the dome. Yeah, we get the big elbow <laughs> drop, like you say, from Shane McMahon through the announce table, which is a staple of Shane McMahon matches. Yeah. And then there's a coast-to-coast off the top of the ambulance as well. That does come. So before we get to that, though, obviously, they make their way backstage, don't they? And then yeah. we get some more key moments here. Which is the SUV moment, which... You, yeah, you, but Shane, you Shane, Shane does do this bit where he's, chase me, chase me, then... And, and then chase he's, me, he's got that, chase me. What I want to know is where he got that walkie-talkie from. It was in the car already. Oh, because he goes to the ambulance. He send it, send it, send it, send, send it. what? <laughs> send. But what about the bit where Shane does the kendo stick attack, where he goes behind the um, the walkie? Yeah, he goes. He goes round like in a circle, yeah, then comes back out like, again. Like, and, what, what, yeah, what, yeah. yeah. It was, just, it was good match. Just to wallop him in the arse with it. He does. Well. He does. He actually does. Yeah. yeah. He gets him, gets him a good old proper spanking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but there were some technical difficulties, obviously, going back there because the camera does cut out. Yeah, a few um, times. A few times, yeah. But the yeah. SUV uh, bit is funny because you didn't just see Kane's legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Shane McMahon obviously goes into the SUV. Kane's currently behind the SUV. Yeah. yeah. And between the SUV... Um, Shane reverses and smashes into Kane yeah. and you just hear this massive like crash and then the camera pans around me and you just see Kane's legs like sticking up where Kane has through the window through <laughs> one of the security podium things that obviously yeah, have yeah. Which luckily had cardboard boxes in there it did yeah. Yeah. yeah you know where you'd have somebody stood to be like checking cars as they come through to let like the, a ticket booth sort yeah. of thing yeah uh, but he's, yeah, his legs are just up in the air and he's just sat there, isn't he? Yeah <laughs> and Shane struggles to like get him on the stretcher when he calls the ambulance <laughs> in after he tells him to send it um, send it send what send what <laughs> they just have a airplane I don't there, know Jim what do you think it is cool little cool little bit though I like the, all of that sort of backstage stuff into the parking lot um, work really well hmm. and then they do bring it back out to the entrance ramp and that's then where the rest of this fight happens isn't it? Yeah. Jay, yeah as you're saying there that is also where the coast to coast happens Again, some more cardboard. Yeah, that cardboard from, box. From the top of the ambulance that was there, onto, no the, onto the cardboard box. Also, oh, what an image, though. I mean, let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah, like, especially with the um, the trash can just being in, in that box randomly. I always laugh, though, when, when you're given... Because 
obviously, like, you know, he, he sets that cardboard box, which is there to obviously cushion Shane's landing when he yeah. does the coast to coast. But he puts it in between Kane's legs and he's got the trash can and he gives it to Kane to hold. And it's always funny, isn't it, when you look at it? Like, like if you was in that situation, you know, in real life, like you're just going to throw just, the trash You're just going to hold it for him. Like, <laughs> why have I got this in my hands then? <laughs> I don't well, know. to be fair. Like, the guy's come out, he's thrown me on my head, he's slapped me in the arse with a stick. What more does he well, want to do? to be do? fair, Kane just got hit in the head with the um, ambulance door. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was, was that. That was that was a, a nummies for Not, sure. <laughs> no hands up whatsoever. Yeah, well, that he, was a full on. He gets bang two. He gets two. The first one's not so bad, but the second one. The second one is full on. If you actually watch it in head. slow motion, this is a this is an actual genuine. This is a fact. If you watch it in slow motion, you can see Kane's brain cells disappear yeah. into, the, into the third <laughs> row. Genuinely, what, put like it in a, slow motion. Like a Mortal Kombat X-ray move. <laughs> it was like a fatality, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, no, it was. That's that's another one of those key moments. But yeah, the coast to coast is uh, amazing. Cause, yeah, because you think you've just been, you put your body through what you've done. Yeah. And it's like, what, 10 minutes in? 10, 15 It wasn't in. a long match. Though, so I think a lot happened in a short space of time. Yes. Obviously, yeah. Kane picks up the win. Balls to the wall straight away, wasn't it? One, f- Another funny moment in the match, though. Because Kane tombstones him on the concrete to yeah. end the match, doesn't he? And then he throws him in. Throws him in, and that's the end of it. A little bit before that, there is a funny bit where Shane's got him in the back of that ambulance slash hearse. And then. That's all just on top of each other, isn't they? Kane, Kane pulls him in, like. And the crowd goes, oh, no, what's going on? Yeah. Because it looked a bit weird. But, like, yeah, he's just pulling him in, and then he gets, like, pushed out, doesn't he? But and then, yeah, Kane, Kane, after, after Kane gets hit with the coast to coast, and he gets all the offensive. Yeah. To basically kill Shane. It was a great match. Brilliant. I, I would give it a four out of five. They really do linger on the uh, the exit as well, so they they proper show the ambulance like struggling to get yeah, out. Yeah, because he has to yeah. reverse, and they're like, "What are you doing? Go forwards." Yeah, King's like, "The, the hospital is the other way." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ash, what would you, I'd give it a four out of five. But it was a good. I give it a four. Out of yeah. Five. Um, I love the fact that um, it was like you can hear this little kid saying, "Come on, Shane, get up!" Like every every minute or so, and then as soon as the crowd goes, "Shane, no match, no match," then there's the end. Crow dead. Shane's dead. And you, don't see him, you don't see him for a very long time. Yeah. It's a tricky one because, like... I, when is the next time you see him? What, well, Shane? he was that mania because I think that his firstborn son was being born around this time. Okay. But, um... I, I don't really know. Trophy system or something? I don't really know because it's... It's it's, it's got to be worth a silver, surely. No, I mean, it's it's it's, it's at least a goal, but I, I'm, I'm on the fence maybe giving it a platinum just because it was the first one. Yeah, and, and, what, and what a first one, yeah. If you really think about it, was there really anything else they could have done in this match to have made it better, apart from maybe set someone on fire? Oh, we, we um, literally did with the ambulance at the beginning. <laughs> no, we, we, um, we missed a, a moment where... Kane throws Shane on the windscreen and cracks the windscreen open and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the back of his head. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to give this one, um, for the type of match it was, it was the first one, I will give it a platinum. Hey. I will give it a platinum. I lost, that's the sort of thing I'd like to hear. Yeah. Based on, I, I based, I mean, it was very good. And I, the don't story, think, I don't even think he betted it. No. Um, there's been some good ambulance matches, but no. That's the most memorable one for me. Out of all ambulance matches. <laughs> That's the one that I always remember as yeah. well. If you say to you, me, ambulance match, I say Survivor Series 2003. The only other one I can remember from my head is when it was Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. I couldn't tell what show <laughs> I'm it was. I'm not finished with you. I can't tell you what match it was. Uh, what pay view it was. Is that the yeah. one where Strowman tips the ambulance over? No. Nah, um, but it's around that time. It's around yeah, the time. So. But um, the match ends with Roman's about to do a spear. Misses. Goes into the into the back of the ambulance. Then they shut the door. <laughs> 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 That's how the match ends. 
Yeah, no, very, very good. Yeah, they linger on the shot for a while, don't they? And then after the ambulance match, then, of course, we did mention this earlier on. Um, this was the, the Mark Cuban segment. So, obviously, what, what sort of happens so, here? So, Jonathan Coachman comes out to the most underrated music in WWE history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally agree. In, as a matter of fact, why don't we sing it? I can't remember how it goes. Cause so the, fir- the thing is, it's so quiet, the lyrics. <laughs> JR absolutely hates him as well. He's like, oh, we're stopping the show for this. Because <laughs> yeah. he comes out with a neck brace because he got 3 d I think, the Raw before. Yes. Yeah, Dudley Boys, yeah. And then he's like, we just seen a brutal, brutal match, but just let everyone know, I'm okay. <laughs> it's a proper, proper heel. Match. Yeah, I think he was really underrated as a as a heel, Jonathan. Because once once again, like we said, with like other, other things in this show, he's just turned heel. Yes, yeah, Summer's yeah. Fan. So he, he basically sees uh, Mark Cuban in the in the crowd. Yeah, because basically, oh, I'm going to give an update, but Mark Cuban, who owns Dallas Tech, um, Dallas Mavericks, Mavericks, the yeah. Team, yeah, yeah, and then so he basically is just. Giving him shit. Well, he's he's interviewing him, isn't he? So like, who, who do you think's like going to win? Kind of like a face way. In a face way. So he's because obviously Coachman's role, you know, before the heel turn was that he's a backstage interviewer. So he's still doing that, but obviously his reactions are different because he's now Bischoff's lackey. So yeah. he's saying, you know, who's going to win? Survive series match later on tonight. Cuban says uh, Austin's going to whoop their ass, and he's like, well, that's not going to happen. But. Um, uh, then it was some sort of line about referees. Yeah, when well, you have the, the NBA referee or the WWE referee, and then he goes, "All referees, uh, all referees yeah, suck." Yeah. Which, let's be honest, that's that's not very nice, is it, Mark Cuban? Nice. Referees do a really hard job. You know, it's not it's not easy doing their job. Yeah, Warner. but he's, you bastard. Yeah, but he's a, <laughs> this is guy. This guy is like what worth five billion dollars now. Oh yeah, so absolutely. He, but no, this leads to Bischoff coming out annoyed. Yes, um, Bischoff invites him into the ring. He does, and he accepts. And he then, gets in the ring. Yeah, like, pushes, I'm in the building. Pushes Bischoff on his ass. Yep. Has a nice little celebration, only for the legend killer himself to emerge. Yeah. And, and he actually took that arcade off a chat. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, he can, and that's the thing. Like You can always tell when a non-wrestler is taking a bump. Yeah. But he actually took... He know, took he, it well. He took it. He, he took he it well. took a nice little front bump <laughs> and left laying in the ring. And that's not his only bump he ever took in wrestling. <clears throat> no. In 2009, I think it was before TLC, yeah, 2009, he gets put through the table by Seamus. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's the thing. You can always tell, um, you know, those sort of celebrity or sports personality types that are actually fans of wrestling. A fun fact that I found out, this might be, but in the end, this is Wikipedia. Apparently, Mark Cuban wanted him and Vince McMahon to own a MMA company to ride wow. the UFC. Imagine if that would have happened. Imagine how different things could be if it was a Except success. Me. XFC. <laughs> wow. But yeah, the guy's like worth literally like $5 billion. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a big name. Even then, he's, he's a huge name. Yeah, um, I think he still owns the Mavericks and I think he like, owns like a few other sports teams around the area. Yeah. Well, fair play to him. And again, nice little sort of push um, for, for Orton. But, no, but then that leads into another segment. Oh, yes, I forgot about this as well. Yeah, because Orton goes backstage yeah. and be like, oh, did you see what I did? And yeah, so Evolution are partying with women backstage, you know, Flair, Triple H, Batista. Rick Flair's or, like... Yeah, Orton goes back and says, oh, you know what Joe just did to Mark Cuban? You know, just beat up Mark Cuban and everything. And um, yeah, Triple H is like, oh, you know, I'm going to walk out. Because well, obviously it's Triple H and Goldberg later on in the night. Triple H is like, oh, I'm going to walk home with the title. I'm going to come bring the title back. 
And then come, come over the room and <laughs> Yeah, that 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 literally partying away. Um I did find it weird. Flair's, Flair's doing typical Flair I, I stuff. I thought actually <laughs> just said something else. I don't think he did, but it sounded like something else. <laughs> do you think do you also find it weird that this they did this to Rage a month after just getting married with Stephanie? <laughs> I did think that, you know, when I was watching, I thought, I bet she's pissed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I swear one of the women around the keyser is his actual wife at the time, but I don't think it is. Oh, okay. It might be, I might, uh, I think they, it looks like her, but I don't think it is. This, okay. this is also a really crucial time for evolution, you know, during their WWE run, which mm. again, Grand scheme of things wasn't very long, however. Not really, but it, it was as, as a four-man unit. It, it wasn't. Well, it started long. in the early 2003. Then Batista and Orton got hurt. Yes. The reason why evolution is a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but um, yeah, Batista's just come back from injury. Yeah. Um, we've just got the beginnings of the Legend Killer gimmick. So a lot of lot's happening, but yeah. The, and the Legend mean, Killer gimmick really is going to go down as one of Orton's oh, most memorable. 100%. And it's not, 100%. And say, it's not long until Orton's kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, because he, um, yeah, he has this that iconic moment, isn't it, where he, Triple X gives him the thumbs down. Yeah, not long after, after a year away. The title. That's it. And then, of course, from there we go into... Then we have a segment. Them. We have a segment. We have a segment. Do we have a segment? I'm sure there's a segment now, isn't there? Yeah, it's the... Um, or do we just it's go the straight Le- It's the Lesnar segment, isn't it? I want to say it's after the match, but we can say it now. We might as well say it now. Well, oh. we'll do it now, then. Um, <laughs> so it's, I might as well forget. So Le- Lesnar's being interviewed, um, and then he's basically saying... Goldberg comes out well, next to him. Before that, though, so he's, he's being interviewed, but it's it's really bizarre, isn't it? It's like Lesnar's just sort of <laughs> I had some lose. sort of like breakdown. He's like, yeah, but I didn't lose. And yeah, yeah. Like, thing is, though, his yeah, voice is did. a lot. His voice is a lot higher. Well, he's he's about 25, 26. But that's what I I, I, I hardly recognised his voice because I didn't remember how high his voice used and to this be. And this is this is when he's not with Heyman, and so it's really rare to get him at this point. Yeah. To, yeah. And, um, but all he does is he's basically saying, I didn't lose the match. I didn't tap out. Put me up with anyone in this entire fucking world. <laughs> and so Q, as you say, Goldberg enters yeah. the shot. So again, Lesnar is current WWE champion. Goldberg, who we'll see later on in the night, is the current world heavyweight champion over on Raw. So we've got the two big well, I'm world assuming champions. this is what sets up the WrestleMania. It's one of the reasons. Yeah. This, this is the first meeting between the yeah. two. The this first is, time is... you ever see them both on screen at the yeah. same time and having the, an interaction. That sort of leads up to one of the worst matches ever. <laughs> or best depending on how you, well, how you look it's it. good enough to be on that 2k 14 whatever it was <laughs> but yeah their first interaction so it does kind of it does have its place in history and Brock does look a bit worried yes yeah he, he does look yeah, like yeah. Um, I don't want a piece of you just yet but he is still the rookie technically at this point so it does you know it makes Goldberg's always been a rookie so. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all that that's all that segment really was wasn't it is yeah, Lesnar was- suffered amnesia and, yeah. <laughs> um, did, you, did you notice that the um? Because I thought it was, it was weird when they had the background had a little bit of the buried alive. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, okay, it wasn't yeah. Mount, but it was yeah. like. But the background picture was the buried alive. Well, whether this was before or after it is is now inconsequential because we're going to talk now about the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, this is the SmackDown cha- uh, Championship that. Not the one as we know it today. Um, it was These title belts were debuted in 2002 by Stephanie in a tag team tournament, which of course was won by Angle and Benoit. 
Um, at this point in time now, though, the tag team champions are... Bashams. The Basham brothers. And Doug and Danny with Shaniqua. With Shaniqua. <laughs> and they are looking to defend against Los Guerreros. Chavo Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, who had recently lost the tag title. The story going into the match is uh, Los Guerreros are on a bit of a, uh, a losing streak. The luck's not really going their way, particularly with Eddie. Because um, he just lost the part of this match. He, he just, just lost the US, US as well, yeah. Um I fell asleep. Yourself. I fell asleep through this one, so I can't really say much about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't it's, think it's justified to give a rating because I fell asleep through it. It's not a bad match. It's a good match. It's it's a good match. I, I, the, the Basham. I had forgotten who wins. The Basham's retained. The Basham's retained. Okay. I had forgotten. Um, Shaniqua. That, that they, yeah, basically, I'd forgotten that Shaniqua was, was was there as a dynamic for the Bashams, and that the whole premise of their gimmick was she was like a dominatrix. She was like a dominatrix. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Were, yeah. Basically, yeah. what um, Rhea Ripley is now. Yeah, but PG version. Like this is yeah. actually like she's she's like actually whipping their ass. Yeah, she's got she's got, yeah she's got whip. She got like a whip and everything. You know, that's a, there's a lot of ass whipping on this show. Like legit. Um, the only thing I remember about her was actual ass whipping. Actual ass whipping. <laughs> the only thing I remember about Shaniqua around this time was um, there's a segment where JBL says, "Oh, she's shut on Benjamin and drag." He... Oof. Yeah, going <laughs> going back to different times there, yeah. folks. Um, when we're talking about the ass whipping, though, it does. Uh, it is very literal in this match. Obviously, towards the closing segments, we'll talk a bit more about some key moments of the match, of course. But the closing segments of the match, um, what leads to the the defeat of Los Guerreros, is that... Do you reckon she, she had involved. a bit of both of them? She, <laughs> <laughs> well, storyline-wise, that was certainly implied. Um, but yeah, she gets involved in the match one too many times. Char, uh, Eddie clobbers her with a clothesline. No, Chavo clobbers her with a clothesline. Chavo, yeah. Gets her over his knee and starts spanking her. <laughs> After, after the frog splash. Oh, after, after Eddie hits with the splash. Oh, Shanta fell asleep now. <laughs> so she gets a good spanking, and then that's what causes a distraction. Chavito heat. Chavo goes for a, a sort of spinning DDT, accidentally kicks uh, Eddie Guerrero in the head. Of course, malfunction at the junction leads to them um, having a bit of a thing. Chavo gets rolled up for a one, two, three, with one of the Bashams grabbing the tights. Can't yeah, tell you which Basham Well, because did the switch like twice in the space of five minutes? Yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but the Bashams retained. Yeah. Was there key moments in the match aside from that? Was uh, it was it Doug? Was it Danny? You tell us if you know. <laughs> did, you, did you know? <laughs> uh, there was a bit where Shaniqua body slams. I think Eddie in the outside. Yeah, um, Shaniqua was very. I mean, she was jacked. She, I was right. just going to say she was for the time. You didn't really see it much, but she was jacked. She wasn't utilized. She well, wasn't much. utilized she enough. Was I don't think tough enough to win her. Because she could have been in the running for a women's championship, you know. But, but apparently she was not like backstage. Mm. Apparently she had a really bad attitude. Oh, okay, that would do it then. Yeah. But she's there until Mania. That seems to be a bit of a trend from Tough Enough guys, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot of yeah. them. Probably because they went in the way they did and they didn't really get the... It was like a, a you know, almost like a, an immediate trajectory to, to the top. What takes people years and years to get there. Yeah. Um, and being on... A hit show at the time. It's more of a, yeah, it's a reality. I mean, you know, The Miz, you could say, um, probably the only one who's really been... Well, man, well... You could say John Morrison to a degree. Um, Mandy Rose to a certain level. To a certain level. Maven! Yeah, for, for a short <laughs> he eliminated spell. The Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. For a short spell, yeah. And then was in the main event in 2004, for like a month. But there's not really... I mean, this, this match really just serves as a further story... Plot point for the breakup of Los Guerrero. Yeah, it's not long until they break up. Two out of five. Not bad for someone who didn't see it. Well, that's what I mean. I don't want to give it a one, but two out of five. Just because of the spanking. Well, is that the... Is that 
the only spot that gets the rating for it. Well, the match is very solid in terms it, of the it, actual it, wrestling that takes place. Well, I, mean, I, I, we're I didn't, about I didn't the see Guerreros. it, guys. I didn't see it, so... It's, it's the Guerreros, you know. <laughs> I've it's... got to go on the spank. <laughs> you got to go on the spank, rate it on that. Uh, it wasn't a very good spank, if I'm honest. I wouldn't give the no, spank it was, it, was, it wasn't the best. No, One out of five. Brilliant. <laughs> Chavo looks like he's really going for it as well, which I, kind of makes it all the worse for me, but... Um, no, nah, I... All joking aside, I can't rate this one because I didn't see it. I couldn't. I haven't got enough information to go on. So if I if I had to give it a rating, it'd be a one point five. It's, like I said, it's not a bad match. It's just it's, it could yeah. it could have been a SmackDown match. Really. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing overly memorable about it, but it is not a bad match. I, I won't give it a trophy. But again, I, really to reiterate, it's the Guerreros. They're not going to have bad matches, and the Bashams were, you know, they're pretty solid in their work, um, especially with yeah. this match. But it's just it doesn't they, really amount they didn't to anything. Get, <laughs> I mean, they did have the bit of JBL's cabinet, but they really didn't get far. No, not really. Office. And again, the, the, the sort of the, the whole story isn't really focused around the titles in this match either. Um, which again, it's, it's one of those things that kind of makes you feel sometimes <coughs> like it could have just been a SmackDown match, as opposed to you know all titles could actually change hands on a pay per view. So you know, it's just sort of there, isn't it? This one, yeah, just yeah. sort of there. So okay. yeah, what was what do we have next then? It was the Team Bischoff Team Austin. This is one of the. This is one of the greatest matches, I think. This is, without, I'm just going to say it now, it's my favourite tag match of all time. I think it is the best well Survivor deserved. Series match. It's well deserved as well. I think it's it, the best ever. Michaels just makes it. Yeah, without the Michaels element to this, I don't know how else would it, it, it may have gone down, but uh, this, but this the, honestly the is... Before that, it's, yeah. it's still good. So Ash, yeah. give us the teams. Right, so Team Bischoff was uh, Mark Henry, Scott Steiner. That's why I got Mark Henry mixed up earlier. Randy right? Orton. Christian, Chris Jericho, and that's it, isn't it? Yeah. And Team Austin is the Dudleys, who are the tag champions, Ron Raw. RVD, who's the IC champion. Yeah. Uh, Booker T. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I'm not messing Not a bad team, now either. Do you know what I was thinking of this? You know how in the early days of the Survivor Series it had, like, team names? Mm. What would, they, would they've What would they have called the, a team? Team Half ECW. Team Half ECW. Well, actually... <laughs> Team Hill. Team Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> team Controversy creates cash. Team AEW. Available now at all available Team places. AEW. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still going half ECW. <laughs> EST. <laughs> I think Bischoff's team would have been, couldn't get NWO, so this is what I've got. <laughs> well, to be fair, there was Scott Steiner in his team, and that was NWO. That's where, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, big popper pump. So... The match itself, it really is one of the best, I think, Survivor Series. It's my personal favourite and yours as well, but it is one of yeah, the best I mean, ever ever done. It is. It, it is. It, it's up there. It really is up there. I think Michaels makes it. You know, he's just he's phenomenal in that match. Speaking of Shawn Michaels, did you know this was his first traditional Survivor Series match in eight years? Wow. Well, to be fair with the injuries... Because, of him, yeah, he was out for a long time, but even, you know, his last so, appearances at Survivor Series weren't in the actual well, yeah, 90, match. Well, 97 with Braha, and then 96 with Sid, so 95 would have been... Was it that wild card? The wild card one, yeah. It yeah it's like him, Sid, mm. Bulldog, I think. Yeah. That's the last time we would have seen, before this, obviously, the last time we and saw And the year before that, it. he was in the Russian Chamber. Yes, which is technically his first match back because the unsanctioned match. <laughs> it was, was unsanctioned, yeah. But yeah, first one for Michaels in, in eight years. It's also, obviously, we spoke about Orton earlier on, but 
Um, this kind of is also the beginning of his domination. Yeah. That Survivor Series. He's the uh, sole survivor in this match. Yeah. Can I just say one of my favorite moments in the match uh, happens in the entrance when um he checks out St- uh, Stacy Keebler and then Brooke- and then Scott Snyder looks at him and goes. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. But to be fair, would you not check out Stacey? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, nobody's going to argue that point. But the, the part of Austin's team is pretty loud. Yeah. Would you check out Mark Henry, though? Um, and the reason I ask <laughs> is because this was actually Mark Henry's first pay-per-view match in almost four years. Wow. He hadn't wrestled a pay-per-view before Survivor Series 2003 since... 99. Um, yeah. Unforgiven? Unforgiven, I think, 99 it might have been. Wow. That's crazy. Not even like a rumble? It, no, this was his first actual pay-per-view appearance in a match. That's mental, isn't it? Yeah. So this was the first one of the 2000s. I know, once again, he had like injuries and he had like problems with... Um... Yeah. But, yeah, this match doesn't kick off the same sort of way. I'm obviously going into the match itself now. It's, you don't get that those quick eliminations like you did with the opener. This one really is a long... Well drawn out, well thought out Survivor Series it's match. It's like ten minutes to the first elimination. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah, yeah. gets a real good amount of time in here. Even if there's a lot of stories being told within the match itself. Yeah, even if Scott Snyder nearly drops RVD on his head. Oh, the big belly to belly overhead. Yeah, but this, this is Steiner we're talking about. <laughs> Steiner, the thing is, what what's crazy about Steiner is that like a lot of people will look at that version of Steiner and then. The old that, version of Steiner was really good. When you, you know? look at Steiner through the 80s, yeah. man, with him and Rick Steiner, they were genuinely pioneers in tag team wrestling. Some of the stuff yeah, they were sure. doing for sure. is insane. Like when they were doing fall away slams, but doing the moonsault with it and stuff yeah. off of the middle rings yeah, and breaks. You, you can't argue with that. Man, it's, so. it's got some of the innovate of the Frank, of the Quran. I think it was him, isn't it? Because Frankenstein. Frankenstein. It was called Frankenstein, but I'm not sure if it... I want to say he was the innovator. I'm sure it was him. I don't think it was Rick. I think it was Scott Steiner. But, I, don't, I don't know if it was Scott Ulrich, you know. It was definitely Scott that did it, but I don't know who was the first person to do it. That He was the one that really got the move over at the very yeah, least. Yeah, he wasn't as first. you say, it was the Frankensteiner, weren't it? Yeah. So. Which is crazy, and that's what I mean. Like Once we've got into this, like that version of Scott Steiner that we see here is... What happened? From <laughs> the WCW version, isn't it? You know, with the big popper pump. What happened? <laughs> Holla, if you hear me... We get a little mini story going on there. Obviously, you brought up Stacey Keebler. Obviously, Stacey um, has a gimmick at this point in time where she t- sort of takes on clients. And the story that she had going into this, she was with Test, and she was doing like she was like the, there for his PR and all of T- Test's uh, fans. Were testicles. The, the testicles. Testicles. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that well. <laughs> I just want to ask both of you: Were you testicles? No, not really. Test. Test. This is a test. Here we go, His entrance music was one of the best. <laughs> no, no, no denying. That but, was not wrong by this point. I don't though. think you would like him anyway because he had a big boot. He had the big boot. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. Honestly, though, I didn't mind Test. I, I never had a problem with him. He was never one of my favourites. I'm always genuinely surprised but, Test never got pushed as. Yeah, he was never, he was he never, was, one, of, he was never one of my favourites, but he was. There were times when you nearly got pushed. I will talk in a minute. Go on. Fuck off. But, like, <laughs> but I was going to say, the things like there's times in like 2000, 2001, 2002 where they're going to push him, but they just don't push him high enough. Yeah. He, was one of, he wasn't one of my favourites. <laughs> but he was, he was always, I always liked him. But he did look like a horse. <laughs> Poor test, man. Um, quick, thick facts. Thick, 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 quick. Th- thick facts. Quick. <laughs> Hang on, well, we'll get there. Quick. Fact. Are you sure? I'm not actually sure myself now. <laughs> What's the quick, thick fact? The, oh, yeah. 
quick fact. Did you know that, I don't know how true it is, obviously, because you just take the internet by a pinch of salt. But did you know that Test's name, Test, obviously, mm-hmm. originated, I think it was a Vince thing, it might have been something else, that he was called Test because he was so jacked, it was short for testosterone. That kind of makes sense. I would believe that, yeah. I can't remember where I read that, but I think it's, I think that it would be true. Because I know how he debuted was he was the roadie to Monty Crew who did a segment on Raw. And then he became part of the corporation like yeah. a week later. Wow. No, I could believe that, definitely. So there you go, you're learning something new. Also, he was, I think at this point he was with Stacey Keebler. What, life. You, in real life, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's your quick fix fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, that story, though, um, obviously Tess mistreats Stacey. Um, Scott Steiner is a face, and so him and Tess start fighting it out, and Scott Steiner takes on the services of Stacey, but then Steiner then turns to her <laughs> and starts mistreating her himself. Um, so there's a good uh, role models for mm-hmm. you. So during the course of the match, she actually starts rooting for Team Austin and she gets up on the apron Steiner gets a bit mad at her and then of course the Dudleys level Steiner with a 3D and take him out of the match is this where That's she nice goes on to go to with the Dudleys then is this where it no, goes it's way after oh this, it's, is, it's this just, is much after it's, it? a, it's a nice callback to her time <laughs> okay. with the Dudleys okay. yeah. it was the, the 3DB weren't it? it wasn't the proper 3D yeah yeah 3DB yeah was it ever called the 3DB or was it just something like the internet called it? I, I think, think it was more of an internet, internet thing. thing yeah it makes sense because it basically is the 3D just reversed yeah so yeah, they book, Booker T eliminates Steiner, then Booker T gets eliminated like, 30 seconds later from Mike Henry. Mm. Yeah, world's strongest slam. Yeah. That's the one. And Henry, of course, also has his own manager for this match, which is Theodore Teddy Long. Yeah. Teddy Long. Yeah. Um, don't really see him though, do you? I mean, he's on the entrance way, but you don't... Don't, yeah. Is he actually ringside? I don't know if he's he actually yeah, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't, yeah. yeah, he never really did that. I've been doing that whole thing with him and like Rodney Mack and Stacey Keeper stays I don't think for the whole match, but she stays for a little <clears> bit longer. Yeah. After Scott Simon's gone. Yeah. I think so. But it is pretty much that all the way through until we eventually because Michaels is absent from this match for the longest time in yeah, it. Yeah, because there's and a then bit when he does when, finally get involved. There's a bit when they all brawl to the outside before like the first elimination, but I don't think you yeah. ever see Shawn Michaels do anything. No, he doesn't really become an active sort of factor in the match until towards the end and the closing moments yeah, where he's kind of left with a, a three-on-one. Yeah, so, so so Michaels is like the sole survivor. Um, well, he's, he's the last remaining one on Team Austin. Yeah, 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 he's the sole survivor on Team Austin. So, and who's in at this point still? Randy Orton, Jericho, and Christian, and Christian. Yeah, who, who, the, the CLB, mm. the creepy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that was his little thing at the time. So Christian does get eliminated by Michaels. Well, we'll Switch your music. Well, since so you mentioned that, we get. Shawn Michaels get busted open in the outside. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah, one of those, the ring post, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's one of those real proper. And he is bleeding a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Crimson mask. Jr's losing his shit over it. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's imagery though. It, oh it, yeah, what it yeah. really does, and Jr obviously helps this tenfold, but it builds this kind of um, unattainable goal now for Michaels to like. Ha- is there any any way that Austin can come out on top in this because? It's a three-on-one disadvantage. Michaels is absolutely blooded. He looks like he's knackered. And Michaels was fantastic at selling when he was like, he looks like he's got nothing left. Mm. And even King, who is predominantly a heel <laughs> commentator, is like, do you know what? I want to believe. I mm. want to believe. And then he does take out Christian. We're down to two-on-one. The odds are still not looking good, though. So yeah. when he does finally pick up the win, 
over Jericho, yeah. and it just leaves him and Randy Orton yeah, left. Yeah. And it's like, I believe, I believe. And the crowd genuinely are yeah. into this. And they're, and they're buying that this really could happen. Yeah. And, that, and it's that booking. And I think that's what, again, it's not to take away from any any other parts of the match, but this match really comes into its own more when you are down to the Michaels story of it. Yeah, because I think, if I remember rightly, um, the referee gets knocked out. Because Orton does the body. Cause Orton, yeah, because Orton. And then, obviously, Stone Cold comes in. Uh, well, Bischoff comes in first. Well, Bischoff comes in. And then Stone Cold uh, beats him down. He gives um, Orton the stunner. I love this moment over the Jerry Lawler um, Mario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he gives him the stunner. <laughs> and then, um, then Batista comes in, out, and literally out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And and Batista bombs um, Michaels. Wow. Bischoff and Austin are at the ramp. Yeah, yeah, well, Bischoff and Austin are at the ramp. And then, obviously, Orton sort of crawls over. And that's... That's it. That's it. And, and it's it's a heartbreaking moment, but it's one of them ones that sticks in your mind, doesn't it? It's and been, that's what makes it such a great match as so well. It's a storytelling. And it's a bit where the Orton, the evolution music hits, and then you have that close-up on Austin's face, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah. And where then, he, where's this, where yeah. this come from? And then he goes, he goes yeah. back down to the ring. And Michaels is like apologising to him, like he's really genuinely saying sorry. You know, there's nothing I could do. And it's like, will they? Won't they? Is Austin gonna so, I, yeah, attack and, him or not? And Austin shakes his hand and fair play to him. I thought he was, he was, I thought he was going to get a stunner off, but you know, fair play. They to play him. that really well. Yeah, yeah. As well. He shook his hand. He was like, you know what? You did your best. One of the best pieces of imagery in that match is that part where when Austin's lost his shit and he starts attacking Bischoff, and then he just drops. Orton with the stunner and the free himself. Yeah, like Michaels is already like starfish; she's already out. And then Orton takes that bump, and he's just like just half of him, just on the bottom rope, just hanging off of it. And it just looks like there is just carnage in that ring. And it just the, the visual always just sticks out to me towards in that match. And like you said, Orton just crawling over at the end, just to put an arm over, is kind of the perfect like bittersweet ending for it. Yeah, because it was just like damn man, like. Heels are going to be so heels. close, so close, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to remember as well, Austin's career is on the line. There's going to be factors of this review that play into. Yes, we've watched it again recently to kind of, you know, uh, fill in blanks in our minds. But we watched this in so 2003 long. as well. Yeah, but when, when we this were was kids. coming out, we were younger. <laughs> yeah, and so we have that kind of added. Well, like, me and Ash were me and Ash were 13. Yeah, it must have been literally. Yeah. I, I, we're watching these right, and it's like as a kid, Austin is the. You would have been what 10? I would have been a probably yeah about 10. That's mental, isn't it? 10, 11. Um, but you're watching this and you don't, you know, Austin's career's on the line. I don't want to see Austin's career go. You know, so that is a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. It always sticks out. Yeah. He comes out anyway after the whole thing, doesn't he, to his music and he says bye to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, which co- is, and then Coachman comes out again. Yeah. So they, they kind of, they leave it like on a happy <laughs> note for it. It's a bit weird at the time going, Austin's music here, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. But again, you've got to bear in mind that the show was taking place from Dallas, Texas. And at the time, Austin has already had his last, obviously what would have been for 19 years, but he's had his last match at WrestleMania 19 against The Rock. But nobody knew that was going to be his last match because yeah. of all of the injuries. Yeah, nobody that knew that. There. That's the thing. That's the thing. So he, he went, he's still on television, uh, you know, a lot. But this was kind of supposed to be the last hurrah. What does take it away a little bit from this match, though, when you move forward is that he was only really off television for maybe like a month. Well, the funny thing was he got fired the night after Raw and the like, Raw after Mania. Then he's gone for a little bit, like you say, and then he's the GM. Yeah. And then after this bit, he's gone for like three weeks. 
it was about um, he was back sometime in December and he's brought in his, yeah, like the sheriff yeah, was the, like the last Raw of 2003 comes back yeah but um, I love the, I, the, the the um comments he makes about uh, being 14 years summer career in Dallas, Texas and then just weird it's ending in Dallas, Texas uh, I don't you won't hear Stone Cold say this a lot but I love the shit out of you guys yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was really, really good. And then the Jonathan Coachman singing, hey, hey, goodbye. Yeah. With the... Little bastard. Was it security or was it police? <laughs> well, they say it was... <laughs> King and JR say it was security, but it looked like police, but... Developmental. Yeah, developmental. We all know that. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think any if... of them... I don't think any of them were like people, like future stars, like, you know how like... Oh, um, yeah, no. Like MJF. <laughs> yeah, Seamus and, <laughs> Seamus and um, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah, these were just, yeah, run-of-the-mill... Got him, pulled him out of the gym, put him in a, a suit, and got him, got him beat down by Austin. When <laughs> he went, oh yeah, come here. <laughs> what do you know about what do you know about police enforcement? Police and police force. Forceman. Police forceman. What do you know about forcing your way into the police? What would you give the match? Five. Five. Platinum. Right, it's it's got to be, hasn't it? You, yeah. you can't deny that. Um, I can't go out there and say it's the best Survivor Series match of all time. No. Not here at Platinum. That's no, one star, mate. <laughs> it, 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 it's got to be a five. It, it was. It's almost a perfect match. I it? do love the beat down on Coachman afterwards when he gets when he gets when Coachman gets caught in the middle in three yeah days, yeah and like where you going, you son of a bitch? Yeah, <laughs> no, nowhere. Leave me alone, please. Um, that really, yeah, that amazing. was a match of the night. For sure. watched, it's, it's one of the matches that makes the Survivor Series as special as yeah. it is. I watched the Raw after, and the, it opens with the beer cans in the middle of the ring, but with Team Bischoff. <laughs> and then Bischoff just stamps on the beer cans. you got to love it. I actually loved Bischoff's heel run during that I time. did, I did, yeah. Come back. Also, all of Bischoff, Team Bischoff. Good night. <laughs> for making <laughs> things better. Face <laughs> facts. I love the line where he says I'm the boss of you more. I'm a maniac. <laughs> None of us come in because we didn't remember the next one. No. <laughs> that's, that's the pure honesty of it. But here's the line, line in the second course about how I'm the boss of you morons. Yeah. But the night after Raw, um, Bish, Team Bischoff gets given the favours. Um, I think State... Um, no. Uh, Scott Sunner and Tess have a tag title match the next night. Um, you know what I said about Lita being fired? Uh, Christian used his favour so Lita gets unfired. Which would lead up to the Chris Jericho and Christian versus Trish and Lita storyline. Yes. Um, I don't know about Mark Henry's favour, but I know Jericho used his favour like a few months later. Probably to regain his career. <laughs> no, it was it was to stop Trish getting beaten up by Kane. Okay. Uh... After the Royal Rumble, but I don't. I think um, who was the other one that was. I think Orton's favour was the IC title. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which which yeah. you would get later. Yeah? Yeah. Very, very good stories. Can I talk about, I just one. remember one of my favourite things in the commentary moments of the match was... When no, Joe, you can't. When Joe, <laughs> when Joe, Joe Lawler says, uh, did you call Booker T a high-timer or a five-timer? And then Joe, Jim Ross goes, were you in a Survivor Series match with Doink? And, <laughs> and my favourite JR moment of cover... <laughs> Jim Ross, man. He was on form on this show. Yeah. What came after this one, then? Buried Alive. Buried Alive. We go straight into this. We get the yeah. video package, of course. Yeah. Um, again, more dramatic music. Yeah. Yeah. 
childhood. And I think it tells the full story again, but it does enough to tell you why Vince... There comes a time where... I didn't actually know Someone's got to be held where, accountable for their actions. I didn't even, even know where this... Where, like, where it came from. So, No Mercy was Untaker versus Brock Lesnar in a biker chain. Yeah. And Vince cost taking the match. Okay. Then on SmackDown... Oh, also at that same show... Was Vince McMahon? Vince and Stephanie had the I quit. Beating up Stephanie McMahon. Okay. Quit match. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she gets married to like the week later. Yeah. Hence what we're saying about Vince is like really gone like full into that whole yeah. like he's a menace at this point. So it was to end the <coughs> tyranny then. Basically, because the, the SmackDown after the pay per view, um, it's Taker versus Big, Big Show and Brock in the handicap. And if um, and Taker wins, he can get a match any match he wants, and he wants Vince. Yeah. Because Vince is like, if, as long as I'm breathing in and out, you'll never become WWE champion. And we've got some other things to talk about as well, don't we? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so some so of the build-up to this, Matt. Well, to be it's, fair... Uh, it's, I, it's questionable today. It's not even questionable, <laughs> is it? There's no question well, about it. Undertaker doesn't, it's barely on TV, apart from, like, pre-tape segments. So there's yeah. this segment with um, Paul Heyman. Who's the new GM. Who's the new GM. And, um, Good grief. We can't, well, we'll go into it because it plays a part, but, the, yeah. This is dire. Um, yeah, he's interviewing Vince, isn't he? Well, Vince wants Vince, Vince Untaker, <coughs> but uh, Paul Heyman says, I'm, never, I'm not giving Untaker a match until... Me, until yeah, yeah, and, and and at this point, Vince loses his shit. Um, he's, what noise did he make, by the way, Jay? I'll get to the noise. <laughs> I will. But um, he's basically saying to Heyman how he's going to make Undertaker his family pay and... You're gonna pay. He's gonna he's gonna destroy Undertaker's family, and he's gonna get things. Things are gonna happen to him. I can't say any more than things are gonna happen to him. But he makes a very disgusting (laughs) comment about Undertaker's wife. If you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, just YouTube it or or Google it. it, Then it will come straight up. But we can't. The only only thing you can probably say was the line about having the. The kidnapping the kids, if that's fair enough, you can say even that is just like, yeah. I mean, that even that's that's yeah, well, that's what he said as well. But it gets worse, which we can't go into, but we can somehow it gets worse. Oh, we don't need to because it's not going to play, yeah, it it does, yeah. But they bring it, they do bring up on commentary. It's just it's unfortunate that something bad like that, um, does bring about one of the best noises Vince McMahon's ever made. So, so, so the noise, so when, so when Heyman says to Vince, uh, the Undertaker's not going to be wrestling until. Survivor Series so Vince full on baby mode right so he goes he goes and that is the actual noise <laughs> that, that, is, that is the actual noise as well you can YouTube it and see well, I've, I've been practicing or, that or, <laughs> I'm putting the hours listen to our old entrance uh, this show's old, old. entrance yeah, if you listen to the old um, yeah, intro, thing, if you intro. listen to the old intro, it's actually on that. Yeah, <laughs> and it does always remind me of the Mr. <laughs> Bean movie. <laughs> yeah, it does actually, <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the inspiration. <laughs> it's it's bad, isn't it? Really. But then, then Vince just goes, you know what? I'm going to pray to God. He's my higher power. Like I say, Vince McMahon was a high power in 1999. So, I think the idea is that it's, it's meant to just offend people, though, isn't it? And this is like. And he was stable at the time. It's, this is the whole idea. Yeah, and he kisses her on TV. He's offending a lot of people, and it certainly does work. But the Buried <laughs> Alive stipulation um, this is the fourth Buried Alive match in WWE. 
The yes. idea behind it being a buried live was it supposed to be, you know, <coughs> um, the, again, kind of in the same way the ambulance match was an ambulance match. This is a suitable stipulation. Yeah, because um, he wants to bury Vince, the never to be seen again. Yeah, to, to, <laughs> for Vince to be, you know, to atone for for his heinous actions and crimes. And this was a really good match as well. It's, well, it's weird watching this match back with with these things about how Vince has been awful person, and now the stories about Vince. Mm. Yeah, it's coming out. I know the match though. I mean, this it is the it's the thirteenth anniversary for Undertaker. Obviously, debuted at Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Yeah. Um, for this one, he's obviously well and truly into the American badass um, persona, and this would be the final appearance, official appearance. It, it sort of had it come back on later years, didn't we? On yeah. and off with like Styles, but. Um, this was the final appearance of the American Badass um, in this match. No bike, though. No, is, no bike for, for this one. For reasons... Well, yeah, because there was a digger in the way, really. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the <laughs> idea, though, because Taker was off TV uh, for quite some time after this, and we wouldn't see him again in person until WrestleMania 20, yeah. which, of course, would be in 2004. He does have um, severely bruised ribs at this point, and that was the whole idea, was that he, he needed to be written off of TV. Mm. Um, in doing so, I think he felt that the, the biker gimmick had kind of gone... Um, as far as, far it, as, could as it could, yeah, yeah. not a lot of people. Even looking back on it, a lot of people still don't really like that gimmick. But for me, I like it. You know, it's still. Like, I don't that's think still, there was anything wrong with it. That's still as much Undertaker as the Dead Man persona. I think. For, yeah, I think we like him because it was probably the first time we saw Undertaker. Really, because it was our era. More. Yeah, yeah. Caught yeah. the end. I caught the end of like the Dead Man, the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, Ministry. Yeah, the Ministry into. But, but when you look at because it's like it's from two thousand. Onwards, isn't it, where you're getting into biker taker, and, and that, that kind of is really where I'm into it more. And it's not just like watching old videotapes and stuff. So, which of course yeah, is yeah. like old Undertaker. You yeah. Know? So, but yeah, this it, for, for his thirteenth one, fourth ever buried alive. He does lose the match, but of course, the whole match is dominated by Undertaker. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very yeah. one-sided. He loses the match um, because Kane gets involved. Well, Kane fingers him. Not <laughs> right, it's, it's weird. Hang on, well, let me elaborate. Well, hang on. Kane, <laughs> when when he's <laughs> when when Taker's up there, when Kane like that's the intro. <laughs> the, ex, the explosion happens, doesn't it, on the digger for some reason? Yeah, did, but did the digger explode, or was it the pyro of Kane's entrance that, that exploded? Basically, something exploded, and then Kane got his fingers out. Well, another thing is, how does that affect Undertaker? What the explosion? Yeah, because it exploded on him or at him. Yeah, so how does that affect the Undertaker? So You're climbing a digger, the digger explodes. What would you have done? <laughs> so, oh well, I'll well, carry on climbing. Well, I, yeah, so, I want to take the the cane punch. Yeah, cane punches. So, um, <laughs> Vince McMahon at this point is in the grave, and obviously Taker's climbing up to get into the digger to to bury him, and obviously it explodes. Kane's inside. Um, Kane basically helps McMahon out of the 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 grave. And like pushes Undertaker in, and then Vince. Well, um, literally, because he doesn't. Oh, yeah, literally. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, even with the network and the fact they could cover it up, you still see the missed punches by. by... It's because. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah. Because <laughs> it it's not even a closed fist. It's because it's like you just see Kane's fingers, like just skim Taker. Well, yeah, because he's better. It just, it, yeah. It just looks well, so, yeah, yeah, Kane's better doing uppercuts than he is doing punches. Yes, true. So, yeah, he helps, he helps McMahon out, and McMahon um, jumps into the digger and buries him. Which is weird because he knows Sal's getting his ankle broken. He does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I suppose though, an obvious reason behind Kane being really, really soft and light is because, again, like we just said, Taker was injured. 
yeah. going into this. So he's he's not going to you know put force on. Um, but it's just it's really noticeable on camera, isn't it? Yeah. And I know we we have literally just fast forwarded to the end there, but there really isn't much else to say other than the match really does open up with take a punch in. Vince so hard that it's like he bleeds, isn't he? Like, yeah, everywhere. and I mean, he really does bleed. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, he, he literally is... gets the shit kicked out of him by the Undertaker. Yeah, the shovel. Yeah, the shovel is <laughs> bad. I love that shovel shot, but it's it's mental. Um, but Vince really, I mean, like Michaels bleeds in that Survivor Series match. But Vince, this is like that level of like when you look back at like the Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Vince bleeding. really does bleed. This is like it's, <laughs> he, it's up he there really, on that level. He really does bleed. Yeah, I mean um, he's he's pissing with blood. Yeah, this whole thing, and it really is just take a beating up Vince. Yeah, because he does like the 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 post attacks. Puts yeah, puts him puts him over the announce table. Um, the the shattered ankle. Which is a a callback to when um, they did it as the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, that's very cool. And that looks really good as well. Especially when he shakes the the legs on the ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%, yeah. But this, and obviously because Kane cost take of the match there. That that leads up. Is what leads into Mania 20. Yeah. Yeah. Does he also take a bit of the Undertaker's bandana? He takes, he, the takes bandana, some, he, he takes he takes he takes the bandana and then walks off. And of I think it, yeah. that's the symbolise symbolisation of it. Yeah. Well, he takes the bandana, does that creepy laugh, and then walks off with it. <laughs> which is ironic, actually, when you then look further in time, which is now also back in time. Um, you know, you fast forward seven years from there, and we would get the buried alive match between Kane and Undertaker at Bragging Rights in 2010, yeah. which. Take Never us obviously, take us full in, fully into like you know he's back as the the phenom, you know the dead man, um, but well, that that match would also then kind of cement Taker's um, not retirement, but that, that was the end of his full time WWE run. Yeah, so we wouldn't then see him again until he was sort of doing the appearances at Mania and stuff. So also in that match, both, we, both was because of Kane. But we don't have the Nexus in this Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah, no, no unexplained Nexus interference. Mm. Um, they did do um, on the Smackdown afterwards a eulogy with Kane and the reason why he did it was because oh Untaper became one of you (laughs) (laughs) which is is basically like he became normal I'm I'm a monster which is obviously then what leads into so what would you give it I'll give it three and a half I'm going to give it a four oh yes that's uh... (laughs) I I'm going to give it a four for just, what it was. just because, obviously, the things that it led up to, the things that came out of it, um, Vince's blood, how, how much he bled. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Because it's a retro review, you, you, you take into account where it led to as well. <laughs> yeah, you've exactly. Got, you've yeah. got that hindsight yeah, behind yeah. Um, Four for me, yeah. Solid four. I would say, I, I would have said gold, but I probably will say silver just because... It is such a, a one-sided beatdown. Like there's yeah. some yeah, stuff in it, it, but they're really. If you're looking at it from a wrestling match, I can see why yeah, you'd give it yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah, there's no wrestling holes. It's no. not really a wrestling it's match. Punches. It's just the Undertaker beating the shit out of Vince McMahon. Yeah, which is entertaining in itself, but and like the the opening, <laughs> I mean, say, the opening bit with with Vince getting busted open is is a big kick, is, you know it's a key moment. But then there isn't really anything notable then until the end, and that's yeah, that's true. Know, but it's still enjoyable. To be fair, yeah. Vince does get a few bits in. He gets a low blow. Bit of dirt in the eyes and another <laughs> shovel attack. Yeah, but for me, you know, it's a silver. It's still definitely trophy worthy, uh, but it's a silver. That one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. That leads on to the main event then. The main event for the evening. Oh dear. Which was for the World Heavyweight Championship <laughs> Raw's match, the closing mm-hmm. one of the show. Uh, Goldberg defending Ugh. the World Heavyweight Title against 
Triple H Evolution is Triple Where's H. Where's Triple H wearing shorts? Yeah. Worst, do you know why he was wearing his shorts? He'd done his groin. Yes. Oh, he'd done his groin then? Is yeah. that actually why he was wearing the shorts? Because he'd, he'd, he'd done his groin before SummerSlam, which was going to be their first match, but they changed because <clears throat> Triple H got hurt. Okay. That makes sense now. There's that period of time during 2003 where he does, and 2004, isn't it? I think it was around 2003. Mainly 2003. I thought he'd lost his shorts by then. No, so he's he's got the them kind of weird shorts, and it was never actually explained on TV, but he was suffering a groin injury. So to hide the bandages and tape and all that sort of stuff, he'd gone to those sort of shorts. So uh, that's the reason he's, he's wearing them. Um, the build-up. I don't think much to this match. We should talk about the build-up, though. But it's because... It's about the build-up. That's, that's, that's going to take up the most of the time of it. But it's because of the match. The match itself is, is quite short. It's, it's a Goldberg match. I like, the way it way. I like the way the match starts, with Goldberg has to win this quickly because he's got a broken ankle. I'm going to give it... Well, yeah, we'll, we'll come to that later. <laughs> but yeah, um, it just it wasn't good, really. Uh, especially the Especially Gold- with it being the main event. The Survivor Series match should have been the main event. The Austin and... But you needed, shot, you needed but. something to end on a happy note. Yeah, I yeah, I'll get thing. that. I'll get that. Between yeah. that and the Taker, uh, you know, the yeah. Battle Live. This match, it's it's interesting because one of the things that was... It, it's weird because Goldberg really, you know, like him or not, Goldberg was a massive, massive name coming from WCW. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't, can't dispute that. But the thing is, the success in WCW was mainly from having quick matches. And yeah. Of course, when he comes to WWE... He's been exposed more because he has to have these longer matches with people. Yeah, he's had matches with Rock, which was like fifteen minutes. And it's Jerko, it's really showing time. like how limited he was, you know, to, to actually put on a wrestling match. Hundred percent. When, when he has to have a longer <laughs> the, match. The with only somebody. time, the only time it looked good was that elimination chamber, but they ruined that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it, it didn't go the way it was. This match actually, so Goldberg does retain, and to put that into perspective, this is actually. Um, Goldberg's only successful title defence at a pay-per-view it's a spear and jackhammer combo isn't it for the win yeah because he beats up the rest of Evolution with sledgehammer yeah but think about that Goldberg's only successful title defence in WWE I think at least at that point I can't remember he he must have had a successful title defence with a universal championship no did he not no. He'd just win it and then he won it, it and lost it mainly. So yeah this is the only time he's ever defended successfully a world championship on pay-per-view Wow. Well, that, that speaks volumes for the moment. because yeah, he loses the title like a month later to Triple H. Yeah. Okay. There's just not a lot going on with this one. There's um, nothing to it. It's just basically Triple H. It doesn't see out the show well, does it really? It's just Triple From H. From a wrestling spinning. standpoint. Yeah, it's no. just Triple H bit trying to destroy the ankle because. Mm. Gold, Goldberg getting the occasional powerful blow in. Yeah, Rick which Flair's, is. Rick Flair's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Flair, Flair does pull off some entertaining bits. I just think that. Goldberg's whole 2003 run was just really... It just kept getting worse and worse as it went on. And it felt like SummerSlam with the Elimination Chamber was the point where it could have gone back up. But um, Goldberg's always a tricky one because like, he's too big of a name to not put in the world title picture, especially then. But and the honor he's also... Contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's also not... He, especially then, he just he wasn't interesting enough to, to watch to a, a you know a long yeah. wrestling match. No, exactly, yeah. You know, so it's it's Kevin Kevin Nash did it perfectly on the Legend of Wrestling show that when he was at WCW, it was had to be made an event, had to go fifteen, but it was hard to get twelve at a house show. Yeah, mm. and I would hate to think what the house shows were like with Goldberg. Yeah, well. that's why at least when he'd come back, you know, two thousand. Yeah, when he come back the second seventeen, time, was it sixteen, seventeen? Sixteen. When he'd come back then, at least like doing quick matches, 
was in it was better. You know, well, it, yeah, because that the length of matches he had combined when he came back was longer, was shorter than the match he had on this. Yeah, <laughs> it says a lot, right? Yeah, <laughs> only by about the odd thirty seconds, but he does win, though. He does win. I mean, in terms of what you give the match as a rating, half that. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I'd give it a one. I'd probably give it a half as well. Like no trophy for this one. I did like the. Um, the fact he didn't want to use a sledgehammer to beat your pledge, but he did it with the rest of Revolution. Yeah. But um, another thing that I don't know if they do this anymore uh, is having the, when they face the black and have the music go over it. Mm. Which is something I don't think they do anymore. But that, that, that just tells you how good this match is, doesn't it, if we talk about that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a shame because it's not the best way to close an otherwise really entertaining, you know, event. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. The show overall, I don't think, suffered because of it, but it's just one of those where when you watch it back now, after the Buried Live, you can pretty much call it a day. Um, yeah. You know, you don't really yeah. you don't need to sort of subject yourself to that match. In terms of what you'd give the show overall, because this is where it's interesting, because like you end on that note, and it's not the best note to end on, Yeah, but it is still, for me, my favourite Survivor series. It is very good. I'll give it a... This is tough for the show, but only because there's a lot, there's a couple of really, like there's a really good match, which is obviously the Michaels. There's a couple of other good matches, Ambulance and Buried Alive, but then the rest are sort of so-so. So I can't really give it like a five because I, it wasn't all good. Exactly. For me, I'd go gold only on the basis that there's, there's those two <coughs> platinums in there and the Ambulance one I'm a little on the fence with, but again, because it was the first of its kind and the most memorable. I'll give it a four out of five, but that's a low four. Yeah. But I think that the overall show is a gold if you watch the whole thing... It's enjoyable, for sure. Yeah, it it could much. have been platinum. It could have been platinum with some tweaks well, in do there, you think if they... If, if they, the main event had been different. Well, no, I think even if you swapped it... I know what you're about to say. Yeah, if you like swapped them, it still wouldn't have got to a platinum because you still then have to sit through that match somewhere. So I think that does ruin sometimes wrestling, like the match order. Yeah, it can do. Away. It can do, yeah. But I'd give it 4.25. Like mm. I say, it's one of my favourite Survivor Series, one of my favourite pay-per-views of all time. Yeah. It is it's a shame the main event is what it is, but... Yeah, but it is what it is. That was Survivor Series 2003. I did enjoy watching it back. Um, I thought 2003 was a good year for WWE, mostly. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, with a lot yeah. of events they put on. But it's interesting because Survivor Series 2003 wasn't actually probably the best show they put on in 2003, either. Mania, SummerSlam. Was, Mania was, was pretty good. Yeah, Mania and SummerSlam both Raw, really good. Royal Rumble. The Rumble was brilliant that year. But in terms of like all big four shows yeah, yeah. that year were great. But um, well, I'm sure we're going to do some more retro reviews, maybe even some Rotten more 2003. <laughs> Rotten anniversary. Yeah, we, we, will, we will get round to it. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do for the next ones is we'll, we'll put some more out on Twitter and we'll see what you guys uh, pick for us. I might, I might get... Do, do you think we should pick one ourselves now and see what people vote for? Or do you think it's just random shows? I'd, I don't know whether or not we should take on a real challenge and just put some real horse shit up there. So no matter what oh, we like, have to um, review, it's going to be bad. But Like uh, Victor Road 09. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Heroes but, of Wrestling. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Crown Jewel 2018. Any any WCW in 2000? I just, I honestly... Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I'd rather watch Goldberg Triple H on slow motion. After the cane bit where you see his brains go into the front row. <laughs> <laughs>
But no, it was a really good show. Really enjoyed uh, looking back on that one. Yeah. It takes me back to the childhood. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was a nice shot of nostalgia. And just for, a shame on it. We didn't get Build a Bridge. Yeah. 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 It's the same for so many shows on there, isn't it? For the rights. Yeah, because there's the promo package for Triple H Goldberg. There's a proper full length one you get. And then the work is like half of it. WWE's favourite man in the whole world. Well, Miss Kerr. Even though it's gonna crumble down. Crumble and crumble down. We can build it till we come around. Everybody. Come around. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed the show. And if we, you have. Because we build a, bit of, build a bridge of memories. We keep build building till we fall apart. <laughs> Break your heart. If you have you enjoyed it, <laughs> you missed it on Apple or Spotify, do leave a five-star frog splatter review on there. Um, but obviously, wherever you listen to us, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, all the other lingo. We're on YouTube. Wait. Please wait for me. <laughs> well, you can also subscribe on there as well. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> um, until next time. Build a bridge of memories. Overlook. Overseas. I think, I think, something like that I think <laughs> get out yeah but um, I've been Jay I've been Ash I've been Russ this was Survivor Series and I've been Fred Durst motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> this was Survivor Series 03 <laughs> I've never seen it more animated than that no we'll catch you in the next one <laughs> see you on the flip side <laughs> oh, take a walk on the road and do more time <laughs>